what does the average week look like for you? Sure, it may start with church on a Sunday morning, but by Monday morning, can any of us remember what the sermon was about? We spend so much of our lives doing so many things, transporting our kids around, spending too many hours in the office, trying to find time to spend with our spouse. But most of what we do related to our faith is crammed into about 80 minutes on a Sunday morning. Did you know that in a week, there are 10,080 minutes? If we're spending 80 of those related to our faith, what are we doing with the other 10,000? That's what this podcast is all about. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 10,000 podcast where we want to dive deeper to bring God into your 10,000 minutes to not just leave faith to one day of the week, but to bring God and our faith into the real life, the Monday through Saturday, the moments with your family, the moments in your workplace, the moments when you're stuck in traffic where you might be listening to this podcast. Um, As you know, my name is Sawyer Trapp. If you joined us before, I'm our student ministry pastor here at Stapleton Church, and I'm joined with our lead pastor, Matt Wolf. Matt, how's it going? I'm doing well. I'm glad you guys are listening and joining us right now wherever you are. Um, I'm glad we're going to dive a little bit deeper into our message from Sunday, and hopefully we can make this even more practical. I mean, I hope every Sunday I'm pretty practical, but hopefully this one (laughs) really dives down and gets practical for your life. Yeah, definitely. Um, So this past Sunday, if you joined us in our um, church services or you listened to the message online, um, diving into like how we actually go about changing the world. So we started a new Mm -hmm. mini-series in our Investigating Jesus series called Change Agents. Um, Now, this section um, in the book of Luke about Jesus is really how he raises up his disciples, how he teaches them, instructs them to be those change agents, to be those people that bring about change in the world. And the awesome thing is that he's calling us now to do the same thing. Yep. And sending us to do it. And sending us out. That's such a big vision that we should have of the world. Like, wow, we get to be a part of this changing the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. Um, so, yeah, a, a brief paraphrase, but your, your big idea was that, that Jesus sends us to change the world by changing how we see the world, which I think is so important because I think a lot of us have a big desire of how uh, to change the world, to make an impact, to leave a legacy. Um, and I think that's a big daunting idea, like mm-hmm. how do you actually go about that? Um, so I love how you dived into those um, the blessings and the woes, those things that, those ideas that maybe the world says to do it this way, um, but Jesus and the, and the message of the gospel and the message of God's kingdoms maybe says that that's not the best way to do it. In fact, it might actually be detrimental to what God is doing in the world. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, and it is a very practical thing, even though it's just changing your mindset, changing the way you think, changing the way you see the world. But I do think it starts there. If you come back to our uh, message this next week, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about more practical outpourings of it, like what is the actions that come out of it. But I think it needs to start with the change, the way we see the world, our, our worldview, our mindset, the way we see things. And, and I think one of the examples I use is like, you're not going to change the world if you stay the same. In order for a chemical reaction to happen, you can't just leave everything the way it is. You've got to add in the new chemical, whatever right. it is. And I'm not obviously not a chemistry guy. <laughs> but whatever the experiment is, you have to add the thing for something to happen, whether it's heat 
or a new chemical compound or whatever the catalyst is in order for a change to happen. And we are supposed to be that, so therefore we have to be different. Therefore we have to think differently. That's right. Yeah, that we have to change our, that God has to change the way we view the world in order yeah. to for, uh, use us to change it. So. Now, you've actually gone deeper into this with the students on Wednesday nights at Turbulence. Yeah. Focusing a little bit more uh, on this, like this whole idea of the kingdom of God and what that is. So could you explain some of like, the language that you use with the students? Yeah. So one of the um, one of the first series after I came on staff was actually diving into the Sermon on the Mount. So that's mm-hmm. in the book of Matthew. Um, but covers a lot of the of the same teachings of Jesus. And, and throughout that, um, Jesus uses a lot of the same language of said that you've heard it said or you've heard it this way. Yep. And what Jesus does is even take some of the um, the ideas that those group of people had about faith, not even just things that the world says, but things that they've interpreted that the way God wants them and even elevates them makes them more broad. Um, For example, um, I think one of the most (laughs) uh, well-known ones is that Jesus says that you've heard it, do not commit adultery. What Jesus does is saying, actually, the main point of that, what we're getting at is that not even committing lust, is that lust with your eyes is like sleeping with that individual, like having adultery. And so Jesus elevates, he expands, he shows that the kingdom of God isn't just about following rules. It isn't just about being um, good in the way that the world says, but it really is living out what God is calling us to, which is the idea of this upside-down kingdom. Yeah. And that, that was the title of the series that I did. So upside-down kingdom, this idea that often what the things, the things that they say that the, world, um, that the world says to get ahead, to advance in life, to be successful, are actually counter to what we should be doing, that the ideas of Jesus, the ideas um, of the gospel are so um, countercultural, they're almost upside down to what the world says. Yep. Uh, I think that's so true. You know, I, I like to read a lot and mm-hmm. at night when it's dark or, or when most <laughs> sleeping, I don't want to wake her up. So I invert my phone. Okay. Or my iPad. Yeah. I used to read off that a lot. I invert it and it changes every color. So the, bl- the white is black. The blue is red, the green is yellow. I don't even know all the shifts, but it's like this weird shift of every color is the inverse of it. Right. And I think what Jesus is teaching us is the kingdom of God is the inverse of the world. Hmm. It's almost as if everything is backwards. It's everything. Right. And if we begin to see things differently, we're like, oh, okay, I need to act differently. You know, one of the areas I talked about, and I've had several people talk with me about this, mm-hmm. is in the area of finances, stuff, um, moving up the corporate ladder or working on your business and trying to get promotions and all that stuff. Well, the world tells us to look out for me and my own. Mm-hmm. More for me, whether it's finances, stuff, power, prestige, whatever it is, get more for me and my own. Mm-hmm. What does Jesus say? Almost the opposite. Yeah. I mean, actually, the opposite. The exact opposite. Yeah, it's the inverse. Yeah. Um, as if, like, you've shifted the colors on that. Right, so that that success should be defined by the advancement, the promotion, the success of other people. Yeah, and that's tough because what we want to do naturally, our our worldly view is someone gets the promotion, that means I didn't get it. Right. It's like almost like a zero-sum game, right? (laughs) They get the promotion, they get more money, therefore I am lost. I've lost whatever. But Jesus is saying, hey, actually, 
our job is to help other people. And when they succeed, we succeed. Mm-hmm. When they make more money, we make more money. You know, if it's someone in poverty especially, right. like, wow, this is great for them and their family. This doesn't mean anything for me. In fact, this is a great thing because I have helped that person. Right. Um, and, and, yes, I know I talked on Sunday that um, following Jesus truly means that we'll be hated, disliked, um, persecuted. Mm-hmm. But there's actually something about when we do say, my job is to help other people, to help other people get ahead. I'm not just going to climb up this ladder myself, but I'm going to help other people get up, that we're going to really impact a lot of people. Right. That there's something captivating about that. Yeah. Um, some people still hate it, right? <laughs> some people hate it, yes, but there's going to be a lot, of, a lot of people that love it and want to become followers of Jesus because you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, that can be definitely um, an in, impactful in your environment. Um, and it's actually, it reminds me, um, when I was working at World Market, um, it wasn't, it was, I wouldn't say it was a cutthroat environment by any means, but there was definitely a lot of um, people trying to seek self-promotion, and mm-hmm. there was one person on our staff, um, one of our cashiers, that whenever you talk to them about their job performance, they would obviously respond, but then it, it would always go, well, I'm not as good as this person, mm-hmm. or I'm not as good at this element as this person, or I, I don't sell the rewards program as well as this person. Like, they just naturally turn from talking about themselves to comparing themselves to others yeah. in a positive way. Often we think of comparison as a negative thing, but elevating others, seeing the mm-hmm. value in the good things that people do, I think it's just a minor thing that we can do is saying, yes, I might be good in these areas, but I'm not as good as that person in that area. Right. And so taking those opportunities to show that other people bring something to the table, um, that they encourage you, that they motivate you to be better in specific areas. Yeah. And sometimes we can even be fearful naturally to say the good things about another person. Right. Because if I say all the good things that this team member is doing or, or this colleague is doing, then there's no way I'll get promoted or do the thing. But yet we're called to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to do that. We, we build other people up. And I, well, I think what Jesus is saying is, a, is this kingdom is inverted. It may feel like you're not getting the promotion or the money. You're getting ahead at the rate you should be. But Jesus, God sees all of that. And you will be rewarded. You yeah. will re- be rewarded for everything you do to support somebody else and help somebody else and love somebody else. Yeah, and I think that's one of the biggest things that as followers of Jesus, we need to shift. Hmm. Um, I, I, I love in the Bible where it says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Right. That if we define success the, world, the way the world defines success and then try to achieve that success with the ways that Jesus says, yep. then we're going to fail. Right. We're going to fail. So our, the method that we're using and the way that we're defining success have to be aligned. We have to make sure that we're defining success as the elevation of other people, having more and more people follow Jesus, that God is being honored and praised. And if we put our success in that and we apply what Jesus is saying in this passage and tons of others in the Bible, especially in the Sermon on the Mount and in these teachings of Jesus that we're going through in Luke, then we're going to feel successful because we've placed our goal, our aim mm-hmm. in bringing honor to God. Yeah, um, I've read Victor Frankl's Search for Meaning, mm-hmm. Man's Search for Meaning last yeah. year. And really, I mean, that's one of the conclusions that he was able to come to. The people that are actually the most fulfilled, feel rewarded, feel fulfilled, are the people who have made it their mission to help other people. Hmm. 
Like if, if they see their role not building up me and mine, but building up others, mm-hmm. whatever it is, and it's not just the helping professions, for those of you listening, if you are a teacher or a nurse or a doctor, like those things definitely are a, a career that's serving other people. But I think every single one of us can think that way. Yeah, 100%. Whether the business we're, we're doing, the product we're making, the service we're offering, like what if I saw my whole fulfillment and meaning in serving other people, loving other people, building them up? Yeah. And actually those people who have done that are the most fulfilled. Yeah. They feel like they have meaning in life. They feel like they have perfect purpose, lesser rates of depression and suicide because they've made it their goal not to help themselves but to help others. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's profound. I'm like, okay, wow, how could I make my life more about shifting to help other people? Because when you do that, I mean, you're actually getting ahead in the kingdom of God. Right. So true. So I, I challenge you, as, as we've discussed throughout this today, I think we all have someone in our mind right now, mm. someone that God is placing yep. on our hearts, that the Holy Spirit is giving us that nudge right now yep. and saying, man, how could I help them win so I win? Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I will win when I give them the hand up, right. where I encourage them, send out a reference to support a person or shout out the person in front of others so mm-hmm. that they get lifted up. I mean, there's a million different ways, but how... Who's the one person maybe this week that you could reach out to that you could use your power, your influence, your position to help them not help yourself? Right. And then you're going to win. Then you're going to win. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of shifting gears, shifting gears a little bit. You mentioned it earlier that that if we elevate other people, if we if we seek to bring about their success so so we have success, that that might, that might attract people to us. Mm-hmm. But you've also dived into your message as saying, that's that's not the reason why we do it. So the question I have is like, so what if there really is that hate? Yeah, and I got a question about this in an email, and it wasn't necessarily for this podcast, but it was about this. Mm-hmm. Like, well, okay, you know, shouldn't we want other people to, you know, like us in a sense because they're being loved by us? Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is that even if, if you make this your job to help other people succeed mm-hmm. and build other people up, encourage other people, love other people, uh, help them follow Jesus, there will naturally be people who dislike you and hate you. Mm. Um, or at least I, at least look down on you. Yeah. Yeah, and it just depends on the person, depends sure. on the situation. Like yeah. I, I said on Sunday, here in the U.S., it's way better than around the world. Yeah. Even Monday morning, I, I saw a news report from a Christian newsletter I get Mm -hmm. that on Sunday there was an attack in Burkina Faso Mm -hmm. and I I think it was somewhere like 25 Christians were killed and a pastor in a church service they were targeted Christians were targeted so like when we look at that what you and I face is nothing uh, in the US we don't have have it bad at all Um, you know but but we will have people dislike us make fun of us think we're ridiculous for our views on sexuality um, or our views on this. Why would you want to put other people ahead? Look out for yourself, you idiot. Yeah. Um, and we just have to take that in stride and realize, hey, this comes with the territory. Um, we don't need to fight back and, and tweet about it, like how <laughs> awful we have it as Christians in our country and we're targeted and everything. Like, yeah, we are. Duh, Jesus told you it would. Um, but but we still got to love. Yeah, we still got to love. And that's our primary aim. I think it comes back to also is like, how are you defining success? Obviously, we're talking about elevating other people to bring about our own success. But if we're defining success as as being um, being liked by everyone or having the best opinion 
uh, most most people or um, being um, defining our success in the way the world defines success, um, then we're probably not living according to what God is calling us to. So, but if our, if our primary aim, our primary goal is saying, God, I want to honor you. I want to do what you say. I want to follow what you say is the best way to live. Um, then even if people are, are hating on us or looking down on us, then at, at some level that shouldn't phase us if our main focus is on God. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you're experiencing this, or maybe yeah, you're a new absolutely. Christian and you're realizing, Oh, I didn't realize people wouldn't, like me or they think mm-hmm. I, my decision was stupid and foolish um this is one of the re- reasons why we need each other mm, we need yeah. other followers of jesus around us we need a community group that's what we emphasize here um but you need christians who can have your back because it is hard right it's it's hard yeah, when 100%. someone hates you um which in in our mind it seems irrational mm-hmm. they might have some reason for it um but but we just have to say okay i need other people around me that can encourage me love me build me up um, because I'm not getting it yeah, from the exactly. world. Yeah, you have to replace that with encouragement from inside the church and fellowship. Sure. sure. Well, thanks for listening today. We do hope that you can take this and apply it, that you could say, hey, let's flip the world upside down, flip the way we see the world, this upside down kingdom that God uh, established through his son Jesus coming into the world, because Jesus flipped it upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to flip our worlds upside down the same way. So I hope that you'll listen, that you'll send us some questions. We'd love to address and answer any of those. Send it to Sawyer, S-Trap, at stapletonchurch.com, s travel 2 ps We look forward to it. Yep, thanks so much for listening. Change gonna come. Oh, yes, it will.